it is now a fantastic day for me just because you pressed play thank you for tuning in to another edition of richard's rant good morning as you know the morning is the best part of the day before anything has gone wrong and regardless of when you're listening that is the energy and the sentiment that i always wish for you thank you so much for tuning in in an effort to attain traffic (laughs) to the podcasts one of the things that we are trying is to observe trending topics at the time of the recording this is uh, not as easy a task as i thought i thought it was one google search but it is actually several google searches <laughs> and uh, a lot of deductive reasoning quite frankly quite uh, a lot because Trinidad apparently isn't that worthwhile to have a lot of information on so it is pooling the information that is there and then compiling it with some well yeah deductive reasoning so from the social media at this time what is trending is sport lakers and lebron and jesus but from the tweets it did not seem to be jesus as lord that was trending uh, it seems like people were using the name I, I couldn't all of it wasn't together all of that shit wasn't you know together in a bowl or anything so i'm not entirely sure what um that particular trend reported by twitter for trinidad was about but nevertheless we had um that trend with sport which has absolutely no connection with traditional media and very often it doesn't we had billboard music awards trending we had Nicki minaj trending we had itty bitty piggy from Nicki minaj trending but there are times that it is coincided like when price mat was trending and uh, then we also had um faris trending recently the attorney general so sometimes there's an overlap but more often than not there's this huge disconnect now persons that uh, utilize social media tend to be millennials onward and while i have stated numerous times that covid and the covid management in particular is creating fissures along socio-economic and racial lines the i'm wondering if it's not a fissure but if it's a canal or canyon at this point because it's, it's way different often 
the socials are way different so and i thought that the uh, podcast would have by now a stronger footing in the senior citizen department but i don't know if it's an accessibility content or medium issue is it that they simply prefer to turn on the radio and hear weird sounding people talk because i sound better than most of them in my opinion it's not screaming and lacquery and just utter rubbish and at least i take the time to explain where i get what i got and don't just lace your earlobes with pure conjecture with an ego of it being fact or news like they do but it's not it is more popular with the millennials and so it could also be the accessibility maybe if i put it on the radio it would gain traction or it could just be um, yeah you know that lack of interest from them but it's still young still in you know the r&d phase but these are the things that interest me because it gives an idea as to what is actually happening around us there is a lot of learned behavior and a lot of modified behavior because people think it is the correct thing but your actions is what would actually give away your intentions and your character so a friend of mine raised a very interesting point from one of the rants whereby he is of the opinion that people want the lockdown i am not i am of the opinion that the only people that want the lockdowns are those with their income unaffected and as such they would be the middle salaried permanent employee class of people in our society the ones that work to pay bills for liabilities that are pretty that society validates the ones that have a beautiful car to do nothing more than to go home and go to work because they're too tired or lazy to do other stuff so they i feel are the ones that would be okay the upper class already know that this is rubbish and they have been accused of leaving the country in their yachts and although our borders are closed we can depart and they have been accused of manipulating the system accordingly they are also very much aggressively working like nobody's business and the business section shows it attaining assets and all of that the lower income they are tolerating it in my opinion because they believe that you know everybody else knows better than them if they knew better they wouldn't be low income but they are grinding their teeth and banding their bellies because their economic abilities or capabilities 
their economic capacity is dormant right now. He also raised the point, which made me remember all of this, that if it is you ask anyone if we should remove the speed limit, they would say, of course not, it's safety and all of that. But if you follow the average person while driving, they are all going to be criminals breaking the speed limit. So the correct answer is no. But the truth is, they don't follow it. They don't want it. Or they treat it as a guideline, not as a fact. So in doing the research to increase traffic to the ranch, that is what stands out to me. That people believe that they should give a shit about COVID and all of that. But they don't. They give a shit about living their lives. That is why J. Cole album, or at least the millennials onward, but I would dare say everyone too. Because it's not millennials that crowded Price Mart. It's not millennials that crowded Marabello Market and so forth. So in their own way, I would say that everyone is showing that they are just tolerating, but they are parroting what they believe that they should say. And on the social media of what I was going to say is that is why J. Cool was trending in such a big way when his album released. That's why BMA was trending. That's why sport is trending in such a big way. We, we are talking about the differences sometimes being tens of thousands of tweets. Now the way that Twitter determines what is trending is not just the volume of tweets. So you may find something trending as number one with 30,000 tweets and something at number eight with 600,000 tweets. What they measure is the, the bump, how long it takes to get to these check marks and balances. I look at both. That's where the deductive reasoning comes in. So for it to have made the trend in chat, it means that it would have met that metric. And after meeting the metric, people continue talking about it to the tune of the 600, 700,000 tweets. So I would look at those. And they are sport related and entertainment related. They are life related. They are not COVID. They are not debt. They are not hospitals. They are not parallel healthcare. They are not condolences. And the only time that it comes across where COVID is concerned is when it has to do with attaining food, which again is some life shit. So I believe that people, they are interested in living. And uh, we could even validate that by the fact that the COVID craziness is being caused by people wanting to live. Why it is you can't just stay inside for a little bit, we go dead. People crowd in the hospital, they're afraid that they'll die. So, people want to live. And it should come as no surprise, it is a very basic 
fundamental human instinct. So on Twitter, we have LeBron and the Lakers trending. And in the newspaper, we don't have any real sport being reported in a dramatic way. I read three. And uh, it, my issue with the sports news is not my lack of interest. It is the way in which it is reported. It is very difficult for someone that is not into sports to have any idea as to what they're saying. They say things like, LeBron did it again. Okay. Who is LeBron? What did he do? When did he do it last time? When was it done? When did it go down? And that's that's just the, the, the mood of the reporting. So when I say in that a big way, a set of crap like that but the ones that did stand out is uh, we have a cricketer Archer I believe that's his name stand to be corrected but he had to have elbow and middle finger surgery and that stood out to me because I'm a bit of a pivot and I was thinking that if he can finger with both hands because you know sometimes one hand is just more skilled than the other and then I was thinking if it is you are in a profession where your finger is that important could you imagine if he was fingering someone and it led to a damage like when I need to call in sick it's personal but I guess that maybe since I work a lot with my voice if I perform oral sex that leads to a sore throat that would be scary but I guess I wouldn't perform sorry I wouldn't <laughs> not perform I wouldn't um, report that as the reason just a sore throat and you can get a sore throat from doing many things not just performing oral sex but you only miss so many ways in which you can break sprain damage or strain your middle finger and uh, even regardless of your job I think if you report that I'm not coming in today because I sprained my finger. The next question is how? <laughs> but all kicks aside, it also occurred to me that we treat different professions differently. But we are so fucking hypocritical. An athlete is literally pushing and destroying their body. That same thing that is a temple of the Lord, a vessel of the Lord, and should be treated sacred, and it's one body you have, and you should keep it healthy, and all of that is what they sell for money. Their ability to push the body that they had to play a game for our amusement is what they sell for a lot of money. But with the risk of permanent injury, Will Smith was able to do an entire show because 
in American football, you get concussions and you die. What about um, mixed martial arts, boxing, all of these things, car racing? I mean, and that is acceptable. That is okay. Uh, even in the entertainment industry, a lot of the quote-unquote artists are selling their sexuality. That is what they're selling. Otherwise, they wouldn't need to be half-naked all the time singing or coming out of water and all this kind of shit. That is what they're selling. And that is okay. But when I say I want to become a professional prostitute and sell pipe, that's unacceptable. That is wrong. Your body is a temple. But all I have to do is what 20 minutes of work give or take and I will make more than a day's work of pay and I don't run the risk of permanently damaging myself as long as you take the proper precautions and so forth and it's not that difficult having sex some more than uh, two decades now yeah um you know no stds no pregnancies that i'm aware of so yeah i mean to say i think it's safer once it is you step out onto the field you have to put on all this guard and protection or whatnot and it's not to prevent it's just to mitigate the injury when i strap on a condom is to prevent and if you ain't got nothing and i ain't got nothing it have nothing to prevent just saying but your ass will get at least sunburn the other way around so is in the same vein as to what it is we believe we should be doing and what we say contradicts often what we do and if it is a bank employee typing and i don't know the keyboard fall on her toe or his toe because of a faulty desk a little thing come out it slide on hit it toe what up that employee is going to ask a compensation from the employer but as an athlete you don't get compensation however you get paid so much more so is that the trade-off because why is it still not considered a work injury or is it because in one case it's the desk that fell and in the other case you sold me your body therefore you defective that is on you and if you want to maintain this contract, you need to fix the inefficiency. Like when you go to KFC and it have no chicken. That is on them. They need to fix that deficiency. So is that the big difference? You, you seriously just objectified, but that's okay. Is it the volume of money that makes it okay? <laughs> but that's okay. So, my thought process had nothing to do with cricket, the game, the results of the CPL, or the 
West Indies overall performance or who is on top or Pakistan or the fact that CPL was curtailed because of Corona or any of that. It had to do with workers' compensation, entitlement, fairness, and sex. Because somebody named Archer sprained a finger. And that's why you tune into these rants. Even I am fascinated most times by where my mind goes. I also learned that beach football is a thing. Like a thing, like a national team thing. Didn't know that. So, apparently, Trinidad has a beach football team. And, uh, yeah, they had to fly out to Costa Rica. No, Paraguay. To do some kind of, uh, well, to play the ass in the sand, basically. Yeah, because it's, it's a thing. We also had Tyra. That's her name. She plays second in a high jump in some athletic games in texas so congratulations to her apparently it's a kind of a record thing and all of that and uh, more or less that was it for sport in the newspaper i don't think that i ever did a rant near sport before but i did read three newspapers and uh yeah, it was thin. It was thin. Now, there's the usual bad news. We have apparently hundreds of boys uh, abused in Georgetown. The article was a bit ambiguous as to if all of the abuse is sexual, but they did state sexual as well. Because they spoke about various types of abuse and then they spoke about how boys are also victims of sexual abuse and sexual grooming so i couldn't tell if the figure was abuse which would include physical mental verbal or if it was sexual but either way i do hope that those boys get the support that they need because men freak out when we can't do what we think we're supposed to do as men be it the size of the wallet or the size of the dick so for you to be compromised in such a way that you feel that you can't defend yourself will translate into being able to defend people you care about or loved ones and there's a whole scene that could be lead to coping mechanisms that not healthy like drug and alcohol abuse and then when there's drug and alcohol abuse with no inhibitions, the sane-minded people contradict what they're supposed to be doing between their actions and their words. So the insane and the mentally compromised, there's a whole other scene, a whole set of liabilities, none of which leads to properly functioning people in society. So I do hope that they are not just a statistic and that they do get the uh, help that they need then I went back to an old newspaper from way back in elections and uh, I was just thinking look at you we was begging for votes then now you're telling people do jackass the same fasten out of place one thing that stood out to me 
is that the um, nurses at this point in time we they are saying that the parallel healthcare system is overwhelmed and overrun and all of that the uh, medical association and nursing association states that the it's like one in 45 patients per nurse and of course the express article did confirm however no one mentioned a doctor shortage a patient care assistant shortage and nursing assistant shortage and don't we have red cross in trinidad what about a volunteer situation uh, I, I i still fail to see the issue but they are saying that um this is retired or resigned or went abroad for more money and uh, okay and in reading the old paper from since june 16 2020 we had nurses protesting in front of arima hospital for better wages contractual agreement changes example becoming permanent and uh getting their gratuities and other money that was owed to them so i guess it's a problem that has been going on since before elections and they would have probably promised to get it resolved for elections but here it is all these months later and somehow it's not their inability to meet their contractual agreements with the nurses it's because people jackass in the scene that the system is overwhelmed i am always an advocate to do what you could do do the best that you could do because sometimes you really need to look at the bigger picture and just take the path of least resistance or take the path that will benefit the most even if you are not in the category of it being beneficial to you so this article disturbed me in many ways in that an express reporter was gingerly walking and noticed a woman crying with a dog and a cat licking at her extremities so he asked what if up the woman explains in broken english that she is a venezuelan immigrant and she used to be a doctor in venezuela she intended to go to europe to continue being a doctor i think that's a fantastic plan the exchange rate and all of that however she got trapped in trinidad the borders closed couldn't travel corona all of that so she got what seemed to be a domestic job and during this lockdown now the persons just threw her out onto the street she had nowhere to go she didn't know where to go what to do so she went to the san fernando hospital where they gave her sleeping medication so i don't know if it is they were facilitating a suicide or some kind of euthanasia but i think that that is one to be investigated because she went for help because she's homeless and she thought a hospital could provide something i could understand that and she got a means of suicide because if you overdose on whatever first to begin it's sleeping pills that they prescribed 
So unless they prescribed over-the-counter sleeping pills as serious ones and if you overdose it could have consequences. So yeah, I think that that one ought to be investigated or is it that because the parallel healthcare system is overwhelmed that the actual healthcare system empathizing with them and we have a transference of energy and emotional stuff because their colleagues are under pressure so it's affecting everyone because no man is an island is that the bullshit that you'd like to sell she then proceeded to sit outside of the police station hoping that she would be safe because she resided to sleep on the street and vagrants have turfs and it's a serious thing so the vagrants consented to go back to Venezuela so at that point you know she just started crying as I think she should studying to be an accomplished doctor is no easy feature and you reach a stage in your life where at 32 years old you sleeping on the street in another country and vagrants in that country cursing you and in a better standing than you that is something to cry about I don't see any other way other than to cry and try to not take the sleeping pills Anyway, fortunately, she was crying at the right time and the right person saw, and then she got the assistance that she needed. The police did nothing. She was just probably another vagrant outside crying, and of course, you know, she was wearing her mask while she was crying, and she was socially distant, so the police didn't really have any motive to investigate further. Similarly, when the June 16th newspaper, there was the case of the police harassing the homeless man, and making him drink punching and these things they were being investigated in that paper I can't remember seeing anything so maybe they're on suspension maybe they'll be on suspension but pay for the next 50 years as with other cases in this June 16th newspaper as well we have Europe reopening their borders so I guess we can look back and see that they reopened their borders and Europe still exists and that was months ago. Perhaps we should come to fuck down. Or just adjust the way that we do and the things that we're doing. You know? And uh, I see that RBC was offering loan deferrals since then. So I'm wondering if my... Uh, I don't think it's wrong. But if my presumption that the reason why the business community is supporting this lockdown is for favors from both the commercial and central bank because they specifically mention loan deferrals and stuff so what i assumed is that the government with its influence in the ministry of finance with its influence albeit illegal because central bank is supposed to be an independent governing body but Minister of Finance works there and he's part of the government. So, with their influence in central bank and central bank influence with the commercial banks, I mean, you see how that played out. I don't think I need to say it anymore. So, I still stand by my presumption, but it was interesting to see that just like with the nurses, this was talked about since then. It seems to me like people just talk too bloody much just too bloody much so at this time of doing the rant you know, lebron and the lakers 
and LeBron being king is trending. And that is because, as far as I'm concerned, life is for living and people simply want to live. There were some people that did what I think or made what I think are some king moves. A farmer just reap all his cassava and give it away. Anybody that wanted cassava, get cassava. He delivered cassava. He dropped cassava. He threw cassava in your car. He went to the women's shelters, to the male shelters, to the um, uh, the orphanages, to the unofficial orphanages. He just give cassava. So the people needed people hungry. And I think that that was a king move. Farmers do make a lot of money and it is something that I want to invest in. I personally would not be doing the farming because I am a bit lazy and I don't like it at all because it's dirty. But maybe I could invest in a piece of land or something like that. But that for me was a serious king move. Then we have a counselor that gave up his entire stipend. And he specifically wanted it listed as stipend because he said counselors don't get paid a lot and he don't want people to get the wrong idea. But he does want to motivate other people to do the same. And that is what I think the government should have done a long time ago. Because it's a couple hundred thousand dollars in salary that parliament does get. If they forfeit their salary for 10 months, we would have in excess of a million dollars to assist people that really need it. Because they don't. In addition to the allowances that they have, they also have investments that they have a very good stronghold in because they could actually create and manipulate the law. And they have influence, so that is social and economic currency that they could leverage at any point in time. Do the right thing, all of you, and give away your salary. I'm surprised that Kamala didn't do it as yet, as a matter of fact. But to that counselor, that was also a king move. And now for a queen, Barbara Streisand, since July, in the old newspaper, she gifted George Floyd's daughter Disney shares. That is the best gift I have ever heard of. I have asked people, when people offer to buy me gifts, because I'm lucky that way and I'm grateful, I have asked them to pay a bill. That is an awesome gift. Just pay a bill for me. But now, I want shares. Because that's a gift that continues giving. It's not in my best interest to purchase shares in a very profitable company already. Because the shares would be expensive. And it's if that company grows and then if I would even want to sell it that I'll make money. But if those shares are gifted to me then it's just pure profit on my part. That is a fantastic gift. That is the gift that keeps on giving. And it's with that type of out-of-the-box thinking that I say thank you for tuning in to this edition of Richard's Rant. Subscribe to The Vibe and comment towards our betterment. Vibes.